Hello and welcome to Empower to Empower Others Radio Show. This is your host, Valerie Morell, and I'm excited that you're with me today. We're going to share with you a word of encouragement, a word of empowerment, a word to motivate you to live your best life now. We want you to live life purposely. So get ready, get ready, get ready to receive all that we have for you today on Empower to Empower Others. Well, good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to Empower to Empower Others. This is your host, Valerie Burrell, and I am so grateful and thankful. Happy New Year to you. Uh, Happy New Year. I hope that you are entering this new year with expectation. I know I am. Well, today, I don't want to prolong. I am excited to have with me as my special guest on this second day of January 2021, Kelsey Claiborne. Kelsey, welcome to Empower to Empower Others. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you, Mama Val. You know, I call you Mama Val, so... Yeah, yeah, that's okay. That is okay. (laughs) Kelsey has been a part of my life since Tiffany was in law school at William & Mary. Um, Kelsey also has her Juris Doctorate. And um, she is a woman with a voice. And I told her yesterday that it was time for her to roar. It was time for her to release her (laughs) assigned resolve. And so today is just the beginning of what God is doing in and through her. So Kelsey, today we're talking about acknowledging God in your journey. What's been going on in your life? How has God been showing himself great? And how has it been for you to acknowledge him in your journey of becoming? Um, My life has changed drastically here lately. And um, the reason why I would say it changed drastically is because I just fully allow God to come into my life and use it as he pleases. <laughs> because for so long I went through life thinking that it was about me and I could control things and I could make things go however I needed them to go to get the results that I wanted. And I learned through going through things and making bad decisions and going to God and saying, you know, help me. You know, I, I messed up. I don't know what to do. Um, I learned that it's not about me. <laughs> At the end of the day, um, it is my life is his to use for his purpose to be on earth and his kingdom. And um, I recently, uh, you know, had a talk with God and I said, you know, I'm done. <laughs> you you do what you need to do um, because obviously what I've been doing and what I've, I've thought is right all these years um, hasn't worked for me in some circumstances. So, um, I decided to fully allow God to operate in my life, and um, when I made that decision, things just really changed for me. Like, most importantly, my perspective changed. Um, I've always acknowledged God in my life um, because, you know, I was raised in church. Uh, you know, I know the word. I know my scriptures, my hymns and everything. You know, that's how I was raised, but um, I think the older I've gotten and the more mature I've gotten in my faith and my strength in God, I've learned a lot more, and I've learned to lean on him more and to just understand that at the end of the day, it's not about me. It's about him. So 
I completely dedicated my life to living the purpose that he had for me and gave up control and said, you know, it's on you now, God. You know, I know I have will, free will to make certain decisions, but as far as, like, thinking that it's about me and not staying centered on him, um, I just, like, fully committed to just giving everything to him. So, um, with that, you know, go ahead. No, I was going to say that, you know, I hear you and I hear you clear um, about having been raised in the church and knowing the scriptures and at this time now submitting to his will. Was there a shift in your mindset to think that this is not about religion, but this really is predicated on my relationship with the father? Yes. Yes, and I think a lot of times people miss that. I think that's what people miss the most. Um, you know you know the word, you know um, how to go to church, you pray, but it's more to it than that. It's more to it than that. And um, I have, like, four points that I want to talk about today that have helped me um, really push myself um, into a deeper relationship with God and um, also, you know, been my strength when I when I get to times of loss and pain, suffering, doubt, you know, trials and tribulations that I go go through. Um, there are four things that I have continuously done, and I I think now I really understand the importance of these four things to kind of help me um, get a better understanding of God and what He wants for me, which in turn deepens my relationship with Him. That's good. Um. So, um. You know, when we talked about this topic, um, I didn't know <laughs> that a conversation with your daughter was going to lead to this. <laughs> but um, when you asked me to speak, I couldn't say no. God wouldn't let me say no. Um, and I think at the time when we were talking, we were talking about the year 2020 and how people wanted it to be over with because um, it was filled with a lot of things that, cause a lot of pain and suffering for people and loss. And I remember telling you that uh, 2020 was a good to me. <laughs> it actually was a year that I really uh, understood the beauty of going through pain and suffering and um, deepening my relationship with God through those experiences. But that's also a way you acknowledge him because you honor him when you allow those situations that you go to go through to glorify him because that's all he wants in the end, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, I'm going to start first with a, a scripture from Proverbs 3, 5 through 6. Um, it says, trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not unto thine own understanding and always, in all thy ways acknowledge him and he shall direct thy path. So, I mean, a lot of us have heard that scripture before. Um, some of us, um, you know, memorize it and speak on it a lot. But what does that really mean? You know, what does it mean to acknowledge God in your journey in life? Um, so I, I came up with four things that people can actually do to help them with that because I think it's easy for us to tell people, well, you got to pray, you know, you got to um, talk to God and you got to get close to him and, you know, he'll help you through things and he'll, um, you know, reveal your purpose and, you know, he'll set a path for you in life. And But what does that really mean? You know, I don't think a lot of times people give us step-by-step things to actually do, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so these things are things that God placed on my heart to share, um, to help people, um, deepen their relationship with God and acknowledge them, 
acknowledge him in their journey in life. Um, the first thing, which is really important, really, really important, is the foundation of everything. You have to read your word. You have to. You have to. Um, you have to read your scripture. You have to read the Bible. And um, I think people know that already, but they don't do it enough. <laughs> I'm going to be the first to say, I'll admit, I wasn't doing it enough. Um, I would do it when I got into a tough situation or I felt empty or I was in despair, but it wasn't like a, a daily part of my life like it should have been. And when I started doing that is when it really helped me get closer to God. Um, so I have a couple of scriptures um, that I came across in preparing for this um, where Jesus actually, on several occasions, um, questioned his disciples about their commitment to reading the word. Okay, mm. I came across these these three scriptures while I was um, preparing to speak. You know, God just led me to, uh, you know, what he wanted me to say. So um, I want to start with Mark 12, um, verse 10. And um, I'm going to read the NLT version. Um, I know a lot of people say King James, but I like to make it simple for people sometimes because a lot of times people don't want to read the Bible. It's too complicated. The words are difficult mm-hmm. for some people, and they don't understand. So I'm going to um, stick with the New Living Translation, okay? It, uh, Jesus said to his disciples, didn't you ever read this scripture? The stone that the builders rejected has now become the cornerstone. This is mm. the Lord's doing, and it is wonderful to see. Um, in this scripture, Jesus was referring to the Old Testament scripture of Isaiah, um, chapter 8, verses 14 through 15, um, chapter 26, verse 16. But what he was doing, he was teaching a parable of the wicked farmers to his disciples. And he was using a metaphor of the stone to represent himself. And the stone was, as he said, um, what the builders were rejecting. Okay, so he was using this to teach them how people can be affected by the stone in different ways, you know, depending mm-hmm. on how they relate to it. Um, they can build on it, so we can build on the word of God, you know, mm-hmm. which will help us, or we can trip over it, okay? So we can make mistakes, trip over it, or we can be crushed by it at the last judgment. So it just depends upon how you want to relate to God and the word is what he was teaching them. And he went to scripture and he asked them, did you read the scriptures? Like he was questioning them, like, come on, y'all know the scriptures. Are you reading them? Are you really applying them to your life? You know, he was questioning them about it. He did it again in Matthew uh, 21, verse 42. It was almost identical to the same thing he said before. And he again was referring or teaching them the uh, parable of the wicked farmers. And again, he said, then Jesus asked them, did you ever read? This in the scripture. The stone that the builders rejected has now become the cornerstone. This is the Lord's doing, and it is wonderful to see. So, again, he went back to that Old Testament scripture and asked them, Do you read? Have you read the scripture? Like, are you using it? Are you paying attention to it? Um, I have another example from Matthew chapter 19, verse 4. Um, he said, Again, haven't you read the scriptures? Jesus replied. They record from the beginning. God made them male and female. As he said, this explains why a man leaves his father and mother and is joined to his wife, and the two are united into one. So here, 
Jesus is referring to the Old Testament scripture in Genesis um, chapter 2, verse 24, uh, when he's teaching about marriage and divorce. Okay, so he's teaching them about marriage and divorce. And at the time, um, they wanted God to pick a side, you know, to decide, well, can you really get divorced or should you get divorced in certain circumstances? And instead of Jesus, uh, Jesus choosing a side, he chose to focus on marriage as a, a, you know, a covenant, as a foundation. And um, he focused on that instead of divorce and pointed out using scripture that God intended for marriage to be permanent. Hmm. Okay. So I just brought those four points from, um, well, I would say not me. God gave me those uh, three scriptures to, to show how Jesus even said to his disciples at the time, are you reading your scriptures? Are you going back and applying them to your life? So God really wants us to do that. He wants us to read scripture. He wants us to read the word. And if you are truly connected to God when you're reading the word, you will always find something to apply to your life. He will guide you to whatever applies to your life. He'll take you right to it. I find that a lot of times when I'm reading and I focus on it and I'm really into it, he always takes me something to something that I can apply to my life every time. Um, so it serves as confirmation for me that I'm doing something right or I'm not, which, whichever one it is at the time. Um, but you have to read your words. You have to. So that's yeah. my first point. Uh, my second point is you must have a prayer life, okay? And uh, people always say you should pray to God, you should pray to God. And I think sometimes people get intimida- intimidated by that because they feel like their prayer should be a certain way. Well, you just have to talk to God. You know, as you're going about your everyday um, life and you're moving about, doing things, you may be working, going to school, taking care of your kids, whatever it might be. Um, just talk to God and acknowledge him, and um, that's how you also deepen your relationship with him and acknowledge him in your journey throughout life, okay? So I'm going to start. I have three scriptures for this point, um, Ephesians 6 and 18. It says, pray in the spirit at all times and on every occasion. Stay alert and be persistent in your prayers for all believers everywhere, Okay. So in reading that, you might ask yourself, well, how can I pray all the time? You know, how how can I do that, you know? Um, so what you have to do is make it a habit to pray in response to your daily obstacles and situations. So whatever you may come across in life, um, you know, your immediate response to it, especially if you don't know what to do or how to react, should be to pray, you know? Um, all you have to do is just have a simple conversation with God. Talk to him like you would anybody else in your life, your, your mother, your father, your sister, your brother, your friends, you know, have a conversation with him the same way. You know, you don't have to make it all formal like what you would hear in church or whatever the case may be. Just talk to him, you know. And as a result. Can I add to um, that, though, just quickly? Kelsey? Yeah, yeah, you yeah. know, when you talk about yeah. having a conversation with God, a lot of times people forget that a conversation requires that you talk and you listen. So when you're telling people to um, enrich their prayer lives and to have a conversation with God, praying without ceasing means that you're connected in that conversation vein, where sometimes maybe in the morning you get up and you 
talk to God and you tell him about your day and you tell him about it because you're putting him in remembrance of his words. That's what our prayer is. God, you said in your words this and God, you said in your word that and God, this is what I'm facing. And so God, according to your word, be it done unto me according to my faith. And then you can just get quiet and hear what it is he has to respond to you. And I think Mm -hmm. often that many people don't take the time to listen in that conversation. Mm-hmm. And that's very important, Mama Val. Very important. Because God will speak to you if you listen. Mm-hmm. He if will. You listen, if you give him the opportunity to. Um, I didn't think I didn't think that uh, I was capable at one point of hearing God speak to me uh, for a while. Uh, he speaks to me all the time now. But um, at, at one point, I was like, God actually talks to people. You know, when I was younger, I, I didn't... I didn't realize how that works, and you're explaining exactly how that works. You have to, you talk to God, but you also give him the opportunity to respond. So you mm-hmm. can't rush in your prayer. And sometimes you have to take a moment. Um, I was reading or listening to something one day, and um, the person was talking about making time for God first thing in the morning when you get up, you know. I think that's mm-hmm. a good time to pray and allow him the opportunity to speak to you. You know, just take time when you first get up, get your day started that way, you know. Um, but I think it is important because he will he will respond. It might not be the way you want to, and it might not be when you want to, but he will. He definitely will. Um, I had another uh, scripture here, Philippians 4 and 6. Um, it says, don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he has done. Um you're honoring God when you pray to him and you're acknowledging him. And instead of worrying about things a lot, because, you know, everybody does that at some point, pray instead. Pray instead. Um, uh, I have a la- uh, one more scripture for this point. First um, Thessalonians um, 5 and 17 it says, never stop praying. Or the King James Version says, pray without ceasing. Um, prayer has to become your life. It has to be something that you do all the time, and you can never stop doing it, okay? Your prayers um, keep you in constant connection with God, and it welcomes him to help you through those difficult times in life that you may go through, okay? God wants us to connect with him. And another thing it does, it really pleases him, doesn't it, Mama, Mama Val? It does. It pleases it God. Does. It, does. it does. It does please him. Yeah. So that is my second point, Um, my third thing. This is near and dear to me, and I'll I'll share uh, why in a second. But um, you must connect yourself with fellow believers, okay? Third point, you must connect yourself with fellow believers. Um, These people will hold you accountable and keep you uplifted in times of need, Okay. Um, I just have one scripture for this. It's um, First First Corinthians um, chapter fourteen, verse twenty-six. It says, "Well, my brothers and sisters, let's summarize. When you meet together, one will sing, another will teach, another will tell some spe- special revelation God has given. One will speak in tongues, and another will interpret what is said. But everything that is done must strengthen all of you." I really like this scripture. Um, mm-hmm. What is being said here is when you connect with different people or fellow believers, each one of them will have a special talent or a special gift that you can share in with them. 
You know, some people can sing, some people can speak in tongues, some people can speak prophetically, um, some people are good with encouraging. Um, mm-hmm. It just depends, you know. But you connect yourself with different people. Um, it could be your friends, family members, coworkers, who are fellow believers, and you all will be able to love, encourage, and strengthen one another. And yeah. also hold each other accountable in times of need. Now, I I will say this. Your daughter is one of them, okay? <laughs> but God has blessed me. Oh, yeah, she, she's one of them. Um, God has definitely blessed me with um, crossing paths with, uh, I call, they're my friends, but they're really my sisters in Christ. <laughs> Amen. I have some great, great, great friends that are really true believers. I got some good ones. I'm telling you. Amen. When I need um, somebody to hold me accountable, and I'm crying right now because they really need a lot to me. But Amen. When I need somebody to talk to, I have a handful that I can go to. And they help me through. And um, your daughter is one of them. Amen. Um, I have a friend friend named Tina. She's one of them. Um, Amen. My friend Stacy, uh, my friend Brandy, my friend Andrea. Like, I could go on and on. I have a lot. A pretty good bit. And I have a lot of... um. Cousins and family members too, you know, um, that I can go to, and um, they some warriors, Lord. <laughs> Mama That's God, they warriors, and they help. That's yeah, good. Um, it's good to connect with people like that because they will hold you accountable. They'll tell you, look, yeah. hey, you messing up, or uh, you don't need to do that, or that's not a good idea, or you know, let me tell you an- another option. Like, have you tried this? You know, have you talked to God about it? Um, mm-hmm. They'll 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 get you right. <laughs> they That's will good. get you straight. <laughs> um, <laughs> they will get you straight. Even my um my cousin Shanika, uh, she's a mental health uh, professional. Actually, she works in the mental health field. And uh, she, I have to give her credit because she is working in her purpose with what she does because she will get you all the way right. She'll, uh, that ain't working. This is what you need to do. And she always refers to, they'll always go back to God, you know. Yeah. They always refer you back to God. They always take you back to the source of it all. And um, I believe it's important for you to connect with people like that because they'll help you throughout life, you know. Amen. It's good to go to church and um, fellowship with people in church, but, you know, a lot of us can't do that right now. You know, yeah, with COVID, absolutely. we can't do absolutely. that. Absolutely. Um, a lot of these people are just a phone call away. You might not be able to reach your, your, your minister, your pastor, or a deacon, you know, because they have a lot of people that they're ministering to. Mm-hmm. But there, there are people that you can seek out in your life um, that are well-connected to you that will help you through those tough yeah. times that you're going through. And they'll hold you accountable and let you know. Yes. <laughs> yeah, you got you have some too, Mama Val. Yeah, I do. I sure do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and it and along the way, you know, God will reveal to you if those people are good enough. And I say good enough in terms of whether they really should be in your life or are not. Because you know the enemy you. works the, Yeah, the enemy works through some of those people that you end up finding out 
you might think like, okay, this is a good person to connect myself to, but you end up finding later that, no, that's not, you know. But God will reveal mm-hmm. to you, and those people will stay in your life the whole time. You might not talk to them every day. You know, they might not be people you see all the time and you connect with all the time, but when you do, you know they got a word from me or you got a word from them or there's something that they're going to say or do to encourage you when you speak to them. Amen. So seek, seek those people out. You know, ask God to direct you to those people. You know, he'll do it. He'll do it. God speaks to me through people all the time, all the time. Mm-hmm. Some of those people God speaks to me through all the time, and I get confirmation all the time through these people that whatever God has told me or placed in my heart is the path that he wants you to go in or what he wants you to hear. So hold those people near and dear to you because they'll help you through. They will. Amen. Amen. All right, my last point. This is it. This is my last point. Um, and I listen to T.D. Jakes uh, New Year's Eve night. Um, I listen to him for some of the night, or the majority of the night. And <laughs> it's it's funny because I was talking to one of those friends I told you about throughout the day, and uh, we were we were sharing worship. She was sharing worship music with me. And I've had a lot of people I've connected to lately that have shared worship music with me. Mm-hmm. And uh, the the fourth point I've had I have is listening to worship music. And um, I never I'm I'm going to be honest with you I never understood the importance of worship music until this very point in my life. I never understood it. I always listened to it. I always mm-hmm. listened to it. It's always been a part of my life. My mom used to play you know worship music in her her uh, vehicle all the time growing up. She always had CDs, all kind of different worship music. So I knew it. You know I knew it from going to church. But I never realized the importance of it until now. Never realized it. But um, I have a scripture. It's called uh, it's uh, Ephesians chapter five, verse eighteen through twenty. Um, I'm going to start at the end of verse eighteen. Mm-hmm. Um, it says, "Be filled with the Holy Spirit, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs among yourselves, and making music to the Lord in your hearts. And give thanks for everything to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ." So. Um, with with worship music, I believe it's important because worship music is different from just that. I think there's yeah. a, a specific subset of worship music. You can have gospel music, you can, you can have Christian music, but then there's worship music. You know what I mean by that, Mama Val? Yes, absolutely, absolutely. Okay, so I think with um, worship music, it fo- the focus should be on God, not the singers or the musicians. Mm-hmm. Um, the music should encourage you to sing along. Um, the words of the song should be of the utmost importance. So the words of a worship music song is always going to be the most important thing that you think of or that's going to sit with you. And the singers and musicians should be true worshipers. You're going to know a good worship song because the people that are singing and playing, they're going to be some worshipers. Amen. They are going to be some worshipers because that song and the words are going to fill you and you're going to feel it. Yeah. You're gonna feel it. Amen. Um, so that's my last point. My extra point I, I didn't want to really talk about this is fasting. Not everybody knows the importance of fasting or fast, but that's another um thing that you should do, um, uh, to acknowledge God in your journey and to um gain Amen. a closer relationship to him. So that's good stuff. Wow. Those are the wow. things that wow. I wanted to share. Um, you know, very simple things. Uh, but powerful. God, not just 
just they're not just simple things. You have to understand that this is revelation okay. for someone to know that they've got to honor God and trust Him, to stand on His yep. word, to know that He's never going to leave or forsake you. You've got to know that you have to pray. You have to be in constant communion with Him to hear His heart and to get the instructions that you need from the Holy Spirit. Yes, you have yes. to be with like-minded yes. believers. Um, don't forsake the assembly, but make sure that you are assembling those who know him, who have a relationship with him, and that will hold you accountable. And Lord have mercy. Right. Worship. We could talk about worship all day long. I got some expert <laughs> worshipers on the line listening right now that can go into mm-hmm. conversation all day long about the importance of worship. And we know that many don't talk about it, but some things only come through fasting and prayer. So if you've not been acknowledging God in your journey, grab a hold of these tools that have been given to you by Kelsey today. Look at those scriptures. Start to build. This is a great time to start. Don't, Don't you allow rejection of man to now make you feel as though you've been rejected by God because he's still here. He wants to do everything for you. He promised all he's asking in this hour is that you acknowledge him, allow him to direct your path. The word of God lets us know that the steps of the righteous are ordered by God. And when we acknowledge him, when we lean not into our own understanding, but acknowledge him in all of our ways, he will surely direct our path and lead us in the path of righteousness. Kelsey, I want to thank you so much. Listeners, thank you so much for joining us. I'll be back on the air tomorrow night at 8 p.m. Do something today to empower yourself. And after you've been empowered, take the responsibility to empower someone else. Love and blessings to each Amen. One. Amen. Thank you, Mama Val. I appreciate you. Love you, baby.